Praise God. Come out and So we are continuing with our subject on the bright tree. Let us read from the book of Joel chapter 1. The word of the Lord that came to Joel the son of Pathel. Hear this ye old men and give ear all ye inhabitants of the land. Has this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. That which the pamawam has left, has the locust eaten. That, that which the locust has left, has the kankwam eaten. And that which the kankwam has left, has the caterpillar eaten. Awake ye drunkards, and weep, and whole, and whole. all ye drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. mouth. For a nation is come up upon my land, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has cheek teeth of a great lion. He has laid my vine waste and backed my fig tree. He has made it clean bare and cast it away. The branches thereof are made white. Lament like a virgin guarded with a sackcloth for the husband of her youth. Chapter 2, verse 25. And I will restore to you the years the locust has eaten, the canker, the canker worm and the caterpillar, and the palmer, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. And he shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and I'm the Lord your God, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids, in those days will I pour out my spirit, and I will show wonders in heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Amen. May the Lord add blessing to his word. May be seated. Now we are sharing on the bride tree. We have had two services on this subject. So that means we are somewhere. Somewhere in the lesson. Those of you who are just joining us in this subject lesson, may the Lord help you to, you know, to catch up with us. Now, he's talking of a, of a tree. That was eaten by a nation of insects. Of a bug. And even he said, cry and howl. You drinkers of wine and you men. Because this is not physical wine he's talking about. He's talking about the Holy Ghost wine. The Holy Spirit is typed with wine in the Bible. And when you take the Holy Spirit, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you are stimulated. 
Amen. Amen. And with a perfect stimulation. The Bible tells us not to be drunk with wine. But to be drunk with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is a non, uh, non uh, is a non-toxicator. Amen. Amen. And with good, amen, intoxication, it gives you joy, gives you peace, gives you courage, gives you boldness, gives you hope, makes you feel good. But with the natural one, he disorganizes your mind. He corrupts your mind. But with this one, you have your perfect mind. When you are intoxicated, you have your perfect mind and healthy mind. And you are rejoicing and excited over a reality. But the natural wine, you get deceived. deceived. It is an illusion. You think you are so strong. You can push this tree. And it falls. You can push this building. And it falls. Yet you can't. You are deceived. You, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you have an elusive mind. Your brain is corrupted. But this one. He gives you faith. And what you believe is true. And it will come to pass. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Amen. Amen. You rejoice. You have peace. And true peace. You have faith. And faith. And courage and genuine courage. Amen. Amen. When you receive the Holy Spirit, there is nothing that can satisfy man's soul. No experience. No entertainment. Nothing. They can compare with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You see, it is wine Vino. and good true wine. And God made man to depend on him that way. But when he fails to get God, this message is very amazing. Some of it has uh, principles that are very powerful. And uh, discoveries that are very powerful. Do you know that God made man to thirst after him? Because now, 
without an appetite you cannot eat and if you don't eat you will not have strength you will not even have life you will die so God gave you tasty uh, appetite appetite in the body to desire to eat so that you can fill your body with energy right now spiritually there is a being in you the real you the real you because this is a box the real you is a spiritual being that being does not depend on food, physical food. Because it did not come from the soil. Huh? It did not come from the soil. Food comes from the soil. But now that being came from the word of God. So God gave him thirst. Because much as the body came from the dust, and it has to keep eating dust, do you understand me? It has to keep eating dust to fill up to fill up what has been spent through work. As you work, as you think, as you talk, as you walk, you are burning energy that came from food. Which food? Food is dust. Food is, is earth. This is a high level of science. Food is earth. That's why you see there is nothing that you eat that has not come from this earth. Tell me, what is it? Even if you eat grasshoppers, even if you eat a butterfly, it came from the earth. It eats earth. So you eat the earth inside that grasshopper. You eat a bird. Or a bird. A bird eats food from the ground. And it brings the earth into it. And you eat the earth in that bird. When you drink milk, you've eaten the earth. And you've if the cow will not eat things that come from the earth, it will not give you milk. So when you drink milk, you've drunk something that the grass got from the earth. Now when the grass get those things from the earth, the cow also gets those things from you from the grass. So you find those things processed. The earth is processed. It's in the form of milk. So you drink the milk. If you do that, you eat the Because you came from where? From the earth. 
So you have to be filling up all the time. It's like a car. It has to be filled up with gasoline. Yeah, so that it can, yeah, because because it moves, it reduces. So you branch the restaurant. You've gone to the petrol station to fill up to fill up because you came from the earth. So if you don't have the desire or the thirst for it, it means you won't receive you won't receive the earth from where you came from you. you will not get it in you. The next thing you will die. Everything has to keep eating from where it came from. So God, he put a hunger in you. And if you don't have appetite, that is a very bad disease. You need to be given something that will bring appetite back. Another thing, I've ever treated two sick people and they will die. Does that disease or sickness or vomiting is so bad? Whenever you eat comes back, whatever you eat comes back. That is a very bad disease. Because you have to eat to survive. Because you came from the earth. You have to be filling up all the time. Filling up. Because whenever you work, whenever you speak, you're using up the earth that you receive. When we talk about the earth, it's not this earth. This earth has the nutrients that make up the body. Magnesium, sulfur, calcium, there are 16 Nutrients. In other words, you are made by the pillars. Zetaka. The pillars of the earth. Mukaga. Sixteen of them. Empajezo. Those pillars, whenever they work, they reduce. And you feel. Sengatolia. If you don't eat, physically you'll die. But in you, there is another being. There is a being and it's the real you. That was the subject. We'll go deeply it and even read scriptures. The real you is not this one that we see. No. This one came from the earth. This is just your housing. This is your housing. That's why you say my hand is sick. My leg is ailing. My head. This one holds here. I'm saying he's holding my head. When he holds my hand. When he holds my back. My chest. My leg. Now all these belong to me. Where am I? The owner. This is not me. It's mine. This is not me. But it's mine. Even if it's the heart, it's not me. But it's mine. Where am I? I'm inside. Hallelujah! I'm inside. 
This is my housing. Kona. The all of it. Now among you there is no one who has ever seen me. Because I'm inside. You just see my housing. Hallelujah. I'm inside. The real human being is inside. And even in creation, at first God created him in Genesis chapter 1. And he said, let's make man in our own image. In our likeness. <laughs> Some, some drop of something. I want to speak these things in the language that you know. He first created him. Let's make man in our own image. So which is that image? The Bible says God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So that being, the first one, was a spirit being. Because he was created in the image of God. What is a spirit? He was created a spirit being. God is spirit. Now the first man was also created in the image of God. Spirit. A spirit being. What is a spirit? The Bible says that when Jesus left his disciples no Jesus' disciples sailed in a boat and they left him and they went over. When they reached the night, it was dark. The sea had stirred up. They worried. They got worried. In that situation, they saw him coming, walking on water. And they observed. This is a spirit. They said it's a spirit. So he came closer. And he said, touch me. Feel me. I'm a spirit. I'm not a spirit. The spirit has no bones and flesh. So, a spirit is a being like this with a, with a figure, with a shape. But without bones and spirit and flesh. That's why a spirit can be like a being here. You see this a man, this a woman. But when he comes to, to leave, he will disappear when the, all the doors and the windows close and he disappears. Because he has no bones, he has no flesh that can be that, that can be held by the by the walls. So that's the first being that Jesus, God made in his image. And in chapter 2, in chapter 1, he has made him in his image. In chapter 2, the Bible says, and God saw that there was no man to till the ground. God 
God likes people who can till the ground. He likes people who can build homes and build roads and make farms and build plantations and plant plantations. He doesn't want people to live like monkeys depending only on what nature can provide. There you are not doing the purpose why you were created. The Bible says he saw there was no man to that You have to work to make things happen. To maintain the earth. To add value. Now we use for me Kampala is too much now. And you go back to Katakui. Ah, madam, let's go back to Katakui. Dodo just grows up by itself. And in Suga. And bitter apples. Those be tomatoes. Amatunguru. The matungurus. Jackfruit. You don't need to plant it. There are three things there. You've forgotten that you're not a monkey. You've forgotten. It is, a, it is a monkey that lives by nature. The things that God planted for it. But for you, he put you here to work and to put things in place and you depend on the thing that you've worked for. Uh, for me, I believe if Adam had not fallen, he was to work but when he fell, God said the earth is cast for yourself. So to get something from the earth, you have to sweat fast. Because the earth is cast now by sin. But the other time, it would be easier. You work just a little and things blossom. And things blossom. But now, you have to struggle so much. You even need to irrigate now before you get something. I don't want my subject to get lost in these things. Now you have to irrigate to get something. Or you know... The other time I reached among the brethren there, Avalunzi. the herdsmen, you have a mile of land, the cows are so thin, they are all so thin, sunshine, now, let's now forsake the mentality of living as monkeys. You have big land. You can plant maize on it. And you harvest it. Grind it. And you plant grass on it. And you keep it and make hay. 
That dry grass is called hay. You can plant grass for the cows. And you buy a machine and chop it. At my place there, the farm is silent. I planted a machine. And I bought a machine. The machine is ever chopping silent. And they make a heap and they bury it. They make another heap bury it. And they ferment. They can stay five years in the ground. Meaning you've stored your food. You've stored the food in the ground. At the time of the drought, there is no grass. You just serve the cows. You get the, those, the grass from the ground where you kept them and the exile. You go in the stores of hay and you feed your cows. What you need is only water. If you do like that, you won't be troubled by the seasons, the dry seasons. Huh? I don't know what, what's wrong with that. We, 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 we want to live by the things that nature has provided. Nature has provided. You have to manipulate nature to get what you need out of it to be able to live. God put you here why he gave you the flesh that you may till the ground. Till the ground. Work and make things happen. If I was teaching about prosperity, I would speak a lot on that. I would speak a lot on that. Yeah, and we get some bit of understanding. But I feel it's a great topic, but I'll get a time for it. I feel it's troubling me. I'll get it another time. But my point is, Why did God put you in flesh? It was possible that you live without this flesh. But he put you in flesh so that you work and you maintain the earth because it's a physical world. So you need to do things physically. You have to be also in a physical form. In a body. In a substance. Physical substance. So that you can be able to maintain the physical so he made for your body that he got from the earth. And we have said the body has to keep feeding on what it was made out of for it to continue. Continue living, living Amen. But in you now that man who, who was put in the body, we have said, this is my leg, this is my head, this is my head, Where am I? I am inside. So that man, the spirit man, who has no bones, 
and flesh and blood. The spirit being. The, the Greek call him the Logos. That being there. That God made first. Logos is another body. Logos a spirit body. A spirit body. It is, called, it is also called a house. In the, it is in heaven. But not all are in heaven. Those people who are lost, who are not believers, their logos, uh, no, they are theophanies. So they are theophany bodies are waiting for them on the way to hell. I have taught this subject before. Everyone who is here, you have another body that is just exactly like you. You have your colleague. Where am I going to preach things that I didn't prepare to? Let me let God lead me wherever he wants Brother me. Brother Branham said, when you're born, when you start forming, you start forming, you start forming. When you're just born, you're, the things that you will be, it's even hard to understand. There is a child that can be born and then, hmm, I've, born, I've given birth to an, an ugly child. Yeah. I remember when I birthed my daughter, I found her in the hospital and I said, no, I cannot birth a child. I felt disappointed. I saw it was ugly. Then you cannot know what you will be when you're just born. But you're going to start developing. Kuforming, kuforming, kuforming. You're going to start forming. All of a sudden, the child that looked ugly, she comes out to be a beautiful girl, a beautiful boy. And Brother Bram said, at your prime age, it is around 18. He takes your Perfect image picture. At that age, he takes your perfect picture and stores it. In the resurrection, you are going to look like that. At your best. At your best. So your theophany also is at that best. You have another body rather than this one. You have another body. Now, those of you who are going to hell, God forbid for you to be here. Your bodies are waiting. Those other bodies are waiting for you on the way to hell. That's why you have no mind for the things of God. 
however much they can preach to you a little bit. No. Your desires, your mind is on the wrong things all the time. Nothing convicts you, nothing, nothing calls you, nothing attracts you to the things of God. Your body is on the lower is on the lower side. But those of you who are going to heaven, are you here? Your theophany bodies are in heaven. Are in heavenly places. They are before God. So you are here, but you have a representative in heaven. No wonder you keep fasting for the things of God. You meet so many temptations. You almost fall. But you say, no, 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 no. I am not destined to sin. I'm not destined to hell. I'm a daughter of God. I'm a child of God. I am going to heaven. This is not the life I must live. My life should be godly. godly. Because your representative there is magnetizing you magnetizing you to join him. Now in death, he, you, he comes. The magnet brings you together. And as you leave this body, you enter the other one. Amen. Amen. And you see the other one there, and here you are. Very happy. Feeling good, full of joy, full of energy, full of victory. When Jesus died, yes, we are far. in that body now, he went, the Bible says, and he preached to the souls that were in prison. Those who had rejected the gospel. In the time of Noah and all other times, they died unbelievers. They went there. He went and preached to them. Did he convert some? No. It was a gospel of condemnation. Like you rejected the gospel of Noah. You rejected the gospel of Enoch. You rejected the gospel of Moses. When he told you of the just one who would come. And his, their messages we are talking about me and I it got fulfilled. I'm here. I have conquered Death, sin, and What a regret. What a regret they must 
have failed. And then from there, he went, he went to those who died waiting for him. Believing him. I know my Redeemer And in the last days, he shall stand upon the earth and I will see him with my eyes. He went to them. He said, children, finally, I am here. I have conquered. Brave. See, it has no power over you. Come out. Follow me. You are free. The grave has no power over you. And their graves were opened. They came out triumphant. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Now, we are talking about the spirit being in you. That spirit being that really you did not come from the earth. He was made in the image of God. In the word of God. So, as the body must depend on what came from the earth, that being there must depend on the word of God for him to live. That's why, that's the interpretation of what Jesus meant when he said man shall not live by bread only but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, God has given you also the appetite, spiritual appetite for the word of God. What is worship? That is the word of God. What is singing hymns? That is the word of God. What is preaching? That is the word of God. What is the Bible? That is the word of God. What is the message? That is the word of God. Everything that is to do with the word of God, God gave you appetite. He gave you hunger. Thirst for rich so that you don't lose it. Don't you feel it keeps it keeps you know reviving in you. Amen. Man shall not live by bread only. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And blessed are they who hang on thus after righteousness. For they shall be filled. Blessed are they. Amen. So, so God here says. Lament. Agamanti Mukabe. Cry. Mukungubage. Hold. Mukabe. For a nation has come upon my tree. Kubange Gwanga itava domuti Gwange. So that tree. Katiomutiogo. Is what produces wine. Omutiogwe guva muen vino. 
And it also produces bread. Spiritual. But now a nation comes upon it in the form of kankawam, pamawam, locusts, and completely backs it up. Amen. Amina. And when it does, then we are in trouble. Now that is spiritual wine. So God made you to drink and to be drunk. But that because Satan has deceived you, he gives you a perverted substitute. People who are hungry for alcohol. That hunger, they, that thirst they have for, that craving they have for alcohol is given to them by God for the Holy Spirit. But then the devil gives them a wrong substitute that is going to destroy them. Something that is destructive. The people who are craving for fame and to be superstars and for sports and entertainment all that that Desire that hunger. And for beauty, artificial and whatever, they can go at any length. They can go at any length looking for beauty. It is the devil who has perverted their minds. Perverted their minds. And gives them a perverted substitute. They are craving, thirsting for wrong things. That is, you know, that is deadly to their souls. Of late, of late I've come to, you know, I've been watching women everywhere. Whether, whether you're on a bus or wherever you are. Many women are wearing, you know, we are in a very terrible generation. They are wearing nails like eagles. 
With the nails uh, like the nails of eagles. Now, what did you marry in that? Will that one work? A woman has to work. And she cooks for the family. That one can even peel my tongue. The eagles name. Are just useless person. She cannot wash. She cannot do laundry. You is not going to scratch in the to get uh, insects from the earth. What are you looking for with those the Eagle nails. And you ask yourself, what kind of beauty is this? What kind of beauty is that? The other time I was somewhere. I was somewhere. I was surrounded by women. I looked, I looked at their feet. I looked at their nails. Uh, it was like a story that I had. That at the coast there, there was a man who bought the bus. It was a taxi. And when he bought the taxi, he looked at the person who was next to him. He noticed he had hooves. And he told the colleague, the one who was sitting next to him, look, see. Look, he has hooves. And the other told him, what's wrong with having hooves? He looked at him, he had hooves. He looked around, oh, everybody around. He realized he was hijacked. By your Now I looked. There were Dinka women there. I was going to see a doctor. I was at the hospital. They were all putting on nails, artificial nails, artificial nails of every color. Where did you buy those? I will also go and buy it. Does it work out? Just there, up there. Is that beauty? Is that beauty? You go to West Africa. Ghana, Nigeria. Ghana, Nigeria. Every woman is putting on eyelids. Eyelids that they bought in the shop. Huh? The Chinese manufactured. Not a prince, not a common person. Everyone. A Chinese manufactured. Is that beauty? That eyelid. It looks beautiful. Where do you buy it? What is it's called this. Now, now this one is the modern one. Hey, the ones that you're putting on, ah, they are off now. They are outdated now. These ones are the modern ones. Hey, direct me where you bought. Hey, she directs you where you're going to buy beauty. 
But that beauty that you are putting on, the one that you afford, everyone can afford it. And even if you want so much, my eyes, you will not get them anywhere. You will not get them anywhere. Whoever you are, even if you're the king of England, that's why we have to like what we are. Even if it is the king of England, if you would want to have my skin, he cannot get it anywhere. He has to be born by my father father and my mother. And I and my brethren, we don't even unique. God created everyone unique. You are unique, you are special. You are God's best. God is designed. You cannot be duplicated. Yes, that is beauty. How do you go and buy nails? And eyelids. Things that are manufactured by a Chinese. You are a person who has a mind. You as a mind. And you don't see it. That's just a thirst. They are thirsting for beauty. They are thirsting for beauty. And the devil gives perverts and gives them perverted perverted beauty. Thirst. God made you to thirst. When you don't get the real thing, you will still thirst. It's like this. When you find people who have not known God, who have no Bible, they will worship spirits of their ancestors. They worship Lubales, they worship Sambuas, they worship Nyabinjis, they worship anything. Because they were made to worship. Now since that their eyes are still blind, the true God, that thing that is in them to worship, we look, we look for something. Do you see how deep the message of the hour is? Hallelujah! But when God has revealed himself to you, then the hunger he put in you, the thirst he put in you, to depend on him, then it is directed to the right thing to live. No wonder I say, come and buy from me. Wine, milk, without money, and without price. Why do you spend? For that which do not satisfy. 
You spend your money for women. You spend your money for alcohol. You spend your money for false beauty. You spend your Something that does not satisfy. Yet there is a true, genuine, eh? food, and water. Life-giving water. Joy-giving water. Peace. Satisfaction. And that is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And it is here. And God is inviting everybody. Come. Without money, without price. Come eat, come drink. Whoever drinks from this that I shall give him shall never thirst again. So why keep spending for that which is not genuine, for that which is not good, for that which is not real. That that will kill you. Alcohol kills. Kills. Listen, alcohol it kills you when you're still living. It kills even pregnancies. A woman who drinks alcohol it is even just a chance to get a pregnancy. Even the, the, you ask the gynecologist a woman who drinks even her even the man he sees the poor quality even your body organs they start dying when you're still living they are all weak by alcohol it's a killer. Take tobacco is worse. And tobacco is even worse. Smoking is worse. If it will stand if you're now, when he perverts your thirst, he gives you things that are going to kill you. Those manufactured nails that they put on. So, those nails kill your natural nails because this nail has life in it it breathes now you suffocate it by covering it actually you, you have used the right word you have suffocated it it dies Makeup causes cancer. All the things they apply. There is a woman who produced a video and she was warning. He said, I wish I wish I know. And her eye down here, the eye. It was all rotten. Down here. It was rotten. Because of the colors they apply on the, the eyes. The devil came to steal, to kill. There is nothing from the devil that would not end killing you. Even those who worship the Illuminati those who worship the devil, they reach a time and say, give me a God. 
Mpente. I give me a cow. Olinye, star. Hey, and your star will rise. You never rise. That's what I hear. Now, depending on the level that you are Hey, and he tells you now the level that you're going on great riches now you have to offer human blood yeah, and a, a, a blood that is a relative to you and now to sustain this and you have to give you are only your child that you love most if you don't the riches will disappear and you also die for you to live and even to have this, you have to give it. They say even then, Mithiana, 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 was very rich and he had to give his child, his son, and he offered his son, and he was slain by the devil. And he was slain by the devil. By the time I knew about it, he didn't have peace. And he could not sleep night and day. Whenever he tries to sleep, a child would appear to him. Father, you killed me because of riches. Wake up, go and work. Go and work, wake up. At the end of it all, after you children, your parents, and then you die. He also slays you. There is nothing good from the devil. Everything from the devil. Everything that comes from sin. It has death consequences. And then God comes and says, Why is pain? On something that does not subscribe. Something that does not give life. Come and receive from me. Without money. Without price. I came that you may have life. And life more abundantly. Come unto me. You labor. And I have it. I will give you life. Hey. I'm the bread. I am the bread, the living bread that came from heaven. He that eats on me, feeds on me, shall live eternally. The devil is so bad. Everyone who gets saved in real salvation many are there in the Pentecostal churches sin is still ruling over them still is, uh, sin is still ruling over them what should we speak and what should we leave out high heeled shoes even right now when I stood like this I'm feeling pain if we had a physician here and he comes and tells us the danger that is putting on high that is in putting on high heeled shoes. And those tight trousers that women put on. It is death. High heel shoe death. You are killing your own body. Leave alone your soul. But your, even your body, high heel shoe, those tight pants women are wearing, it is death. Makeup is death. 
Drinking is death. And no satisfaction. After you have gone through it, misery, hangover, stress, stress. But the wine of the Holy Ghost, when we drink it, we have permanent joy. Permanent and no hangover. But, Oh, more goodness. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Amen. Hey. It's a matter of choice. Choose who you want to, 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 to live by. Is it on the stagnated words? Waters of hell. Sin. And God laments. He says, my people have done two evils. They have forsaken me. They have left me I the fountain of living waters. And they have made themselves broken cisterns which can hold no water. They have no life. Broken cisterns. Contaminated with the wiggle tails. God Katonda. is an attention well Katonda. Luzi. of spring water that has life. Those other things are broken systems. They collect from everywhere. Other things and their stagnated waters that has no life and house bacteria. We got tails and things. So why drink depend on that? When God has provided to you the water of life. So God says a nation has come and destroyed my vine. The drunkards that he was speaking about it is us we who drink the we who drink the wine of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now see. He showed us that picture. The picture of the enemy coming to destroy the And he ended up showing us. That I will restore. I will restore that tree. And you'll eat. And you'll rejoice. And no one will be ashamed. Now listen. 
I told you in the midst of this subject, in a few minutes, let me touch on a few fruits of the world. Already, I've already done the introduction. Oh, let me pass the introduction just a little while. This tree, Jesus says I'm the true vine and you're the branches. My father is the husband. Now God planted this tree and it was the first church. The first church was Jesus and his disciples. They were the branches. The enemy of Christ, the Antichrist, the Antichrist spirit, he entered in that church and he started eating all the good things that were on that tree. He has said, the locust ate. What the locust ate, the cankerworm ate. What the cankerworm ate, the caterpillar ate. We said, the palm worm eats fruits. On a tree, the cankerworm eats fruits. When it finished those fruits, it it changed the shape to a locust and it ate the leaves. And after consuming the leaves, it changed into a cankerworm. It ate the bark. And after eating the back, it changed into a caterpillar, which boiled, boiled itself into the stem of the tree and sucked out life. Amen. Amen. Now the fruits are the fruits of the spirit and then nine spiritual gifts that we find in Galatians 5. Is it 5? Ephesians 5. No, Galatians 5. And then the leaves it means the divine fellowship among the saints. And then the back of the tree it means the apostolic doctrine. Amen. Amen. And then the stem it was the blood of Jesus Christ. But now substituted with the denominations was denomination of spirit which kills all every, every, every life in a tree. But God said, I will restore. Let us look at the first thing. Uh, which eats fruits. What are the, the fruits of the spirit? Galatians 5. 522 Is it 22? Yes. Yeah. It says but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Amen. Amen. Now, 
So the early church had all this. And a true Christian must have all this. But the enemy destroyed it. But thanks be to God. He said I will restore. So what is the true must have is these things. Now the next he wanted to eat of the fruit of faith. Faith in the word. We have seen faith is one of the fruits of the spirit. Faith in the word. When you are a believer that is rooted in God, filled with the spirit, living in the spirit, you have faith in the word. What the word of God says, no matter the storms, no matter the, the tsunamis, and tornadoes, no matter what comes, you are anchored. God said so. God said so. Amen. Amen. Because you believe what God said. God told Abraham he was going to have a child. He became old and old and old. He still held to what God said. The Bible says against hope he believed the hope. Amen. Amen. And he did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. But he continued confessing and believing that he that promised is faithful to come to pass. Why? Because God said. So, God, the way he said it to Abraham, is the way he has said to every one of us, his descendants. He has said to us here, he has promised us, you know, all things are possible. Amen. Amen. He has promised us good health. He has promised us prosperity and blessings to follow our life. He has promised us only good, success and victory and prosperity in everything. Amen. So, he has promised you you are holding on what he has said. You are holding on what he said. Come rain, come sunshine. Come storms, come waves. Come what? I am a winner. I am blessed. I am prosperous. I have life. I will make it. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he promised me. But now, that is faith now. In the word of God. What is faith? Faith is to take God 
at his word. That is faith. Brother, sister, sister, if you died, will you live again? Yes. How do you know? I take God at his word. That's what he said. Will you resurrect and get back again? Yes. How do you know? He said that. I know my Redeemer lives. Those skin worms is always body. Yes, in my flesh. I will see Listen. The word of God spoke in David speaking about Jesus and it said I will not leave his soul in hell and I will not suffer my holy one to see corruption. That was the word of God. He was speaking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ hung on that one. Yesu Christu yeku atakuchigambe cho. Then three days. Nagambe nakusatu. I must raise. Zemba wadenja kusukira. Three days. Nakusatu. Because after three days. Wangolvanyare nakusatu. The body corrupts. Omuviriguta niko kufunda. E chintu chonda wechifa. If anything dies. Whether it's an animal. Whether it's a human being. Beyond the third day. Okusukola nakolo kusatu. The body corrupts, rots. So Jesus could not go beyond the third day. Because the word said, I will not suffer my holy one to see corruption. He must not turn He must not rot. God, God was able to resurrect him after he has been. But he said, I will not, not let my holy one to see corruption. Dying, he'll die. But to corrupt, no, I will not let him. So Jesus, Jesus was not resurrected after three days. Whether the Romans bring all their armies and they roll the stone and pack it at the door of the tomb three days corruption will leave the stone will be rolled away who are you great mountain who are you who are you to resist who are you to resist the word of God every mountain that is before you it will leave because the word of God has already spoken it hallelujah Mina. But when the word of God is spoken, it is sure and steady first. Nothing can fail it. You only need to believe in what God said. And it will come to pass. But now this destroyer of faith, he comes and takes away your faith 
in the word of God. Faith in the word. Now look. How do you know it is the word? It has been translated so many times. It is in quotations. Huh? This that I've read. Now, now look. That's quotation. How do you know that is the word? It has been translated many times. In other words, the devil will tell you this. How do you know this? How do you know this? This is the word of God. It has been translated many times. Brethren, in, in my life of the ministry, I have discussed scriptures with reverence. I have discussed scriptures with Catholic priests. That is exactly their point of argument. They don't believe the Bible. They tell the Bible is just a, a tradition. One of them told me, and it was a Catholic priest or a, or a reverend, he told me the Bible is only a cultural book the of Bible the Jews. Just like a, a, a book can be written to cover the culture of the Bagisu. And they tell you how they circumcise. That's what he said. That is baptism. Priesty. He was the one speaking like that. It depends on the culture and the time it was written and the people it was written to, the culture they practiced. In other words, it's not for all mankind. It's not for all mankind. For all ages. No. And culture change. And times change. So, the reason like that, they are anointed by the devil. Theology is of the devil. Theology is What is theology? Theology is the study of God. You can't study God. The human mind is too finite, so, so limited to study God. And man is so limited to teach God. God can only teach himself to an individual by revealing himself to you. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but it has been revealed by my Father which is in heaven. Theology is not of God. It's man. It's man. So, 
Now I've met many pastors who have gone through Bible school. And they say what is there is nothing about spiritual things. It is just carnal. Intellectual. It actually, if you follow it very so much, you end up disbelieving there is God. Yes. Kakati, Brother Branham is quoting them here. Uh, how do you know it's the word of God? It has been translated many times. Then Brother Branham said, that little devil is still eating. Eating the fruit of air. The word has been translated so many times. Now, let us come to the message. About the message. Now, what is the message? The message is the Bible interpreted. Now, I've been in discussion with some pastors. And they say, what is the absolute? The message of the Bible. They are trying to contradict that too. To me, that is a, a, a wrong debate. It's a wrong motion. It's wrong motion. Because if you are a true believer, God has revealed that this word. You will know that the message is nothing but that. The Bible revealed. The message is the Bible revealed. So how do you contradict Gideon with Gideon? Gideon is the same person. So to me the message is the Bible revealed. So they say, what is the absolute? When you tell them the message is absolute, also the Bible is absolute. To me, the Bible is absolute. As revealed by the message. So, the message is absolute. The Bible is absolute. So when you say the message is absolute, oh, you are blasphemed. You are making Brother Branham infallible. And that is God. Only God is infallible. Please, brother, put on your thinking cap so that you can think right. If to make the message absolute is to make Brother Branham God, because God alone is infallible. The Bible was also written by men. Sinners saved by grace. But it is infallible. Moses was a human being subject to mistakes which mistake even was a result of God terminating his 
journey that he will not enter the promised land. But the words he wrote here, they are all infallible. They are words of God. My mistake is one thing. I'm a human being. Vulnerable to mistakes. But under the Spirit, the Spirit of God, I'm a mouthpiece of God. Now, when it comes to prophets, so perfect, perfect mouthpiece of God. They even didn't know what they were saying when they said them. Because it was not them saying. It was God saying. Isaiah stands and says, Thus says the Lord. I'll give you a super sign. It will be a super sign. Virgin shall conceive and have a child. If you ask him after that, explain to us what you said. How can it be? He will tell you I don't know. A son is born. Son given to us. His name shall be called. Wonderful. Counselor. Prince of peace. The mighty God. If you ask him what do you mean. Where is that son? When will it be born? He will tell you I don't know. But also my mouth was moved. And I found those words. Coming out through my lips. Amen. Amen. Paul, Paulo, wrote the foundation for the whole of the New Testament. He was a man, a human being. But the words he wrote there, he said, "Though an angel come from heaven." If it says something contrary to what he has said, what Paul wrote, let him be a cast. He was very sure that these words are not human words. They are of God. Infallible. Many human beings moved by the Holy Spirit. Their words are God is minded. And what they said and what they wrote is God is minded. That's why in our age, God sends a prophet with so many discernments no and so many prophecies and none ever failed to show this is my vessel. Imagine an age when America women are not allowed to step at the polling station. They don't vote 
said, it shall come a time and women shall vote. It won't stop there. They will be ruled by a woman. She will be taken up to the highest office. Either she will be a president or a vice president. Or a vice president. And he said, I see her putting on purple. The vice president of America today, when she came to a time of Israel, she dressed in purple. 60 years. They had already seen her. And the prophet spoke what she will be. That is the mouthpiece of God. So that God can pass a message oh, through him. Bible. A message that Jetuli. interprets the Bible to us. Bible to yeah, so that we can get a Bible in which we can stand. Not the other Bible that had been distorted. Distorted by the Bible, Bible colleges and, and the Bible schools. And religion after another. Catholic, Anglican, everyone says his own thing. What the Pamam left, the Kaka was eaten. The Bible is distorted. Until you don't know what you should believe. But God said, I will send you a light. He will. He will restore all things. He will put it all together and give to you the faith and restore the faith to what your fathers had. Oh, hallelujah. That is the difference that we have. And we are so strong and steadfast. We are happy because of the difference that we have. We are proud by the way. But rather bad pride. Pride But good pride. Like an ego has confidence. And despises all the things that are We also have a confidence. That we have the truth. Our women don't put on trousers. They don't put them on. We are sure. That's the word of God. Our women don't apply makeup. They don't do that. We are sure. That is the image of the women. Of the church. That Jesus is coming to take. Our women don't preach. They are not pastors. They are not bishops. They are not apostles. We are sure. Even if you go where, there is there's no way you will take your appeal. Your appeal. There is no way you can take the appeal. And you are advocating for women to be pastors. Not in the heavenly realms. Not in the heavenly realms. With the God, there is nothing like that. Right from the Old Testament up to the time of Jesus, 
up to now. All the scriptures agree that a woman is not allowed to be a preacher, to be a pastor. Confident. We are confident that baptism is three marshals in the name of Jesus. We are confident that when someone gets saved, he receives the spirit, the spirit of decency. You cannot be putting on mini skirts. You're putting on torn dresses. You're putting on shorts. That is damaged. You pull down the trousers. And it's like you've dropped in them. But you're also a child of God. You're putting on chains in your neck. A woman. You're putting on tight panties. That you're still saved and you're going to heaven. Whoever supports those things in the church this church is so great. The Bible says, let every word of every man be a lie. But the word of God be the truth. You who put on nails that look like ego nails, you're going to hell. Never be deceived. If you won't repent, you applies makeup, you will fall in the pit of hell. And even the fire will be scared. Because of the fall, you're going to fall. They are deceiving you. The pastors have deceived you. The pastors have deceived you. Those pastors. And you apply makeups. A woman putting on trousers and you still go to heaven. That you're saved. Salvation is of one brand. Jesus has no block A, It's a lie of the devil. Satan deceiving. Jesus spoke about it. The pastors who work for the hirelings, when they see the wolves coming, they flee. They flee. But a true pastor, he gives his life for the sheep. That's why we preach these words. These hard words. Whether we are hated, let us be hated. We offer our lives. For you, the sheep, so that you can, so that you can fight the devil, so that you can survive the deceit of the demons. Peter preached the gospel and he said, You save yourselves in this perverse generation. In other words, help yourself out and flee. Never be deceived. Bible Whatever thing man sows, he will reap. The judgment day is coming. 
It will be dreadful to stand before Jesus on that day. And the Bible says, strive to enter the small, the narrow, the straight gate. For straight is the gate. And narrow is the way. And few people shall fight. Very few. Very few. Very few are willing to die to sin. Very few are willing to depart to separate from the pleasures of sin. Very few. But he said he that's sin. He that seeketh to save his life shall lose it. Yesterday, a woman called me. Say, my phone, your phone was given to me by Ruth something. I don't know. Maybe Ruth, you are here. Then I consult you about this. Say, I was married to a certain man. He abandoned me. And I'm, now I'm being quoted by two men. I want your counsel, Pastor, to advise me. Among the two men, I told her sister to begin with, if your husband, the first, the first one is still alive, no matter he abandoned you, you cannot marry again. If you ever marry any man, you will be committing a doubt according to the word of God. She sounded confused at, uh, on the phone. Said that is the truth. No, but, to, but to begin with, what God requires from you is not about how to marry. What he requires you to, from you now is to give your life to him. Then you will be guided by his word. He that seeks to lose, to save his life. How shall I live without this boy, without my, this man, the boyfriend? He's the, one, he's the one who has sustained me. He's the one who does for me this. How shall I live? You are seeking to save your life. That life you are seeking to save, you will lose it. If it has to ever be saved, drop the man, drop that woman, and break the bridges. And say, whether I die, let me die. Bible says, whoever loses his life for Christ's sake, you save it. But whoever seeks to save his life, he will lose it. The, the judgment day is coming. It will be a dreadful day. Today, Jesus, because of his mercy, on that day, just his appearance, just his appearance, it will be so dreadful. When John saw him, 
appearing like what he will be on that day. John said, I fell down as dead. John filled with the Holy Ghost. John walked with Jesus. He was his most beloved disciple. He sat in and leaned on his bosom. But when he saw him dressed with a countenance that he will have on the judgment day, John fell as he was dead. And Jesus comforted him. I'm not your judge. I'm your savior. I'm judge of the other people. But I'm the one who was dead, but now I'm alive. Fear not, John. Now I'm took him up. He said his eyes were like fiery furnace. His eyes like a fiery furnace. His eyes would pierce into your heart. Pierce through your heart and it separates between the bones and the marrows. And it separates the deed that you, you, you did and the intention that was there when you were doing it. And he said his hair was like wool. Wool. He appeared like the judges. It means a judge. His feet was like fine brass. Brass is the hardest of all metals. To trump and to crush every work of Satan. And out of his mouth came a Ngabulinga no one must say I never had. Ngate waliwa anaga mantisaulira. You don't want to read the judgment without his mercy. But the elect, the saved, the redeemed, Jesus said, they will not stand in judgment. Where will they be? They will be seated with him. It will be like the judge, the judge's panel. And Jesus will be the chief judge. We shall be seated with him. Judging the earth. Nobody must pretend that he never had. What a day. Praise be the name of Eliyama the Lord. There is a great day coming. Brother brother sister. Flee for your life. Flee for your life. Separate with the sin. 
Now a church member, lukewarm, backslider. church member, also backslider. Who feels your protection is in the church. Yet living any kind of life. That day, the church will not be speckled bad. The church will not be the speckled, speckled bad. The church will not be the messages. The church will be the body of Christ. All those who pretended hypocritically contaminating the church they will be rejected on that day. And these messages that you hear will find you there at the judgment bar. Flee into Christ now. Flee into Christ, my brother and sister. Amen. Praise God. The unsaved will never be reunited. The unsaved, when your loved one dies and and in unsaved, you will never meet him again. If he dies and is saved and you are not saved, you will never meet. Even when you are crying here, don't cry for him. Cry for yourself because you will never meet such a person. But the saved, the redeemed, will be reunited. They will be reunited. They will be a great reunion. In the sky. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The day of a saint. The day of a saint. It's almost dawning. Even if you're going through trouble, going through sorrows, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Amen. There is light at the end of the tunnel. So I want to tell you, cheer up. Cheer up. This message that you have believed, this Bible that you have believed, is not a lie. It is a, a word of assurance. It's a sure word of promise. We are holding on this word. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. When man said, the word of God is like a chain hanging over hell. And there is no and there is, there is no, no link, that must, no link that must break. If one link is removed, you fall in hell. So your safety is on this chain. You must not allow any teacher, any preacher, any pastor to undermine any and a statement of the Bible. It is so risky. 
For you to have a faith where one link is missing. Faith in the word of God. Amen. We are holding on that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We are holding on. I cannot touch another fruit. Time is gone. But the enemy ate our faith. But God said, I will restore. I will restore. No, no wonder. There are people on earth today who have faith in the word of God. You can't shake them. You can't shake us. Amen. Amen. The apostles we are reporting uh, Describing Paul and Barnabas. And they said, These are men who have hazarded their lives for the sake of the gospel. There are people today who have hazarded their lives for the sake of the word of God. They believe the word of God no matter what. In good and bad. Amen. Amen. Die, live. Drawn or sink. He is holding on the word of God. We are holding on the word. We are holding on this message of the hour. We are holding on the Bible. Nothing can shake us. Oh, praise be the name Mugama of the Lord. Paul told the Galatians. And he said, did you suffer for naught? Did you suffer for naught? You the child of God also. Who, are, who has walked all this way. Following this message. Never allow the devil. To bring in a situation. In a condition that tells you retreat. Did you suffer for naught? Some of you never studied in the schools you wanted to study in because of We've suffered many things for the gospel's sake. We've suffered many things for Christ's sake. Now the devil is joking. If he thinks that he can make us to retreat, he's joking. I enjoy to swear in a there are those who swear and say, I'd rather die oh, I like but not that. be robbed. I'd rather die but not be robbed. Let someone stand and say, I'd rather die than to be robbed. I cannot retreat. I cannot compromise to faith on this faith. I've come from far. I cannot go back. The Bible says that your closer to your salvation than when you believed. You're so close. You're almost reaching. You're almost reaching. The journey that you've covered 
The journey you've covered oh, is the longest journey oh, than the one that is remaining. Oh, boy, yeah, boy, yeah. You've been suffering. Oh, you've been tortured because of this Hallelujah. pain. I mean, you are almost reaching. Don't you give up. Don't you be discouraged. I mean, Stand with all boldness. And believe the word of God. And walk in it with its fullness. Be determined. And say that if I fall, I will stand. But I cannot forsake this message. Hallelujah. I'm holding on your word. 